Hello and welcome to another episode of Journey to the Rise. I'm your host, Lucretia. In today's episode, we have the second half of our conversation with Deanna Lamont. She is such an inspiration and is living proof that a higher power will provide for us when we listen to our heart's desire. Often we live in this fear, thinking we can't do it. We tell ourselves we have kids, we have responsibilities, we have a job often that we hate. But it pays the bills, so who am I to take the chance on what I really want to do? But by not taking that chance, it will leave us forever wondering. And I hope you know, you are worth the risk of taking that chance on yourself. To live the life that you desire is worth everything. Let's not wander any longer on what else Deanna has to share with us. Please welcome back, Deanna Lamont. And you also talk about to let go of those people who bring you down and surround yourself with people who bring out the best in you. Letting go of those people who we view as friends or even family who, who are bringing us down or not healthy for us. You know, it's really hard to let those people go, right? Like it's, it's almost like a comfort zone, you know, doing something that's hard. We get around these people who maybe, maybe toxic is too harsh of a word, but they're unhealthy. And so when we, I was, I'm curious about your perspective. When we don't have that group of supportive friends, but we need to let go of the negative, how would you suggest someone navigate those waters? And it kind of ties in what we just talked about. So, uh, well, two things. So say it's a family gathering. So here everybody is at Thanksgiving and, and, uh, you know, every family probably has, you know, that one uncle or the, you know, <laughs> the crazy aunt, aunt Bessie. Or, or, yeah. <laughs> yeah. And it's like, oh, can I, how can I deal with this? Um, and so situations like that, you can breathe and you can just deal with it because it's a short amount of time. There's other times where, uh, yeah, this person might be toxic or uh, they're always negative. It doesn't feel good. I can tell that they don't give a flying hoot about (laughs) (laughs) about me or whatever. so you can either set up boundaries, you know, create personal boundaries with that person. Sometimes that's hard. So, and if, like you said, if you don't have that support group, well, I'm just going to go with the people that, um, where I feel respected, um, go back to, cause it will come, go back to the, the person at the store, um, go, you know, be kind to an animal. Yeah. You know, just playing with a dog or going to the, um, to the, I want to say the pound. I don't think that's the, the right society. word, but, um, thank you. Um, and you know, volunteer, do find, you're gonna find that heart opener connection with somebody or something, um, or even if it's nature and again, just in bite-sized pieces and I can guarantee, so maybe you're at the park, for example, and you just happen to, you know, sit down by somebody um, on a bench and you have this conversation that's really rich. Well, that conversation, whether it's two minutes or 20 minutes or two hours, that's a chunk of time where now you're in a vibration of having a, an enjoyable conversation back and forth with somebody 
And again, the law of attraction is going to draw more of that to you. So it may not reflect in the person um, that you're at angst with, it, but you're going to start to, to find your tribe. Or you're going to hear about you know, a workshop going on or a retreat going on or a class you want to take. All yeah. of those things will start to bubble up. And then those just start to build on each other. It makes, when you were saying that, it makes me think of a saying, um, do what brings you joy. Find what brings you joy and do more of that. Like going yes. out and finding the things that, you know, whether you're volunteering at the Humane Society or maybe you join a kayaking club or a hiking club or a book club at the local library. Find what brings you joy and those good people will follow. Absolutely. I believe that to my core. Yeah. Yeah. Again, the universe responding to the energy that you're putting out. And I hope if someone's listening and you are struggling with someone who's unhealthy, you don't have to put up with it. You deserve better. Please know you deserve better. And absolutely. I, you know, like, I think we just kind of get short sighted. We just think, oh, well, this is how life has to be. No, you have a beating heart, you have breath in your lungs, and you deserve all the good things this world has to offer. Everybody does. Mm -hmm. Everybody does. And when you're in the throes of it, is that hard? Yes, it's hard. Oh, so just so start with one step, just one yeah. step, or just take a breath. Just stop and take a breath. You mm -hmm. know, that's one step that can just and help shift. We so often, and I'm sure you see this in your line of work, how often do people forget to breathe? We're not breathing. Often. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> I, find, I catch myself doing that. I might be, you know, watching something. I, I don't watch a lot of TV. And um, last night, my husband found a movie, and it, it was a good movie uh, based on a true story, but it was there was so much, um, you know, real life, stuff and I found myself I, like I had to tell myself no breathe Deanna um, so in stressful yeah. situations same thing we, we granted we aren't you know we'd be dead if we right. totally stopped breathing but we're breathing we, we start to breathe really, really shallow we're just doing yeah. some chest breathing yeah. we're breathing fast and um, our <laughs> our nervous system goes on overdrive that fight you know fight flight or freeze um, definitely kicks in uh, so just being conscious of your breath engages that parasympathetic nervous system so you're going to calm down the brain is going to say okay I, I'm safe or this mm -hmm. body is safe and and things can slow down and, and be more calming yeah. just with breath and that kind of goes into my next um, thing I want to talk to you about is you have a post regarding the freedom and permission to be encouraged to go after what it is you truly want. It starts with setting your personal in intentions. Um, and you kind of go on with saying, let your passion run wild. So the colors of your life drip off the canvas as you paint your world as you want it. Start feeling the anticipation, excitement of living the life of your dreams. How has setting intentions worked for you in your life? uber important <laughs> um and i uh, this is probably something that i've learned from abraham but uh you know segment intending so 
by, you know, even today with having this amazing conversation with you, Lucretia, and Journey to the Rise, my personal intention with it was um, that this be a, just a, such a rich conversation that totally fills your cup and, you know, lights you up and totally fills my cup and lights me up. And anybody that is ever going to listen to this soon or down years down the road is totally filled up and, yes. lit up and that they're finding something you know inspirational and it's uplifting and um you know you know true life things that that can benefit all of us that's an intention so it it helps going into something you're not going in blind so you know like admittedly you know i like i was all excited super duper excited um to do it to share in this with you and then today comes and it's like <laughs> i'm nervous <laughs> where did this come from yeah but i also have the trust in that i pre-paved pre-paved it by mm -hmm. the excitement and having the intention ahead of time so then i trust that okay that's this is so so in anything, you know, you can set an intention in your job, you know, how you want to show up for work, how you're going to be received, picture it, um, you know, somebody that's really, really shy, and they don't feel like they're recognized or heard or seen. And they can picture or set the intention that then when they walk into a room or a workplace or somebody's home or whatever, they picture the other people smiling and nodding and you know, looking at them, you know, and, and nodding that, oh, I hear you, go into it with that intention and see how that feels yeah. and play around with it. Yeah. And once you experience it, it's like, oh, yeah, you're going to be setting intentions all, all day long. Right. <laughs> it, it'll just become natural. It's not like, oh, yeah. I have to set an intention. It's right. you, your brain just automatically, oh, how do I want this this next thing mm -hmm. to feel. Mm -hmm. And I don't know if you've heard Mel Robbins when she talks about nervousness and excitement. She does a little video on YouTube where she's behind the scenes before she goes on to talk and she's like, you know, I come out here and I hear the crowd and I'm getting ready and they're announcing me like literally, literally they are announcing her as she's doing this video, but she wanted to use it as an example. She's like, I'm nervous, but I'm going to tell my body that I'm excited and I'm going to flip the switch on myself. And I'm like, oh, I love that. yeah, I'll find the video and send it to you. But yeah, isn't that? Thank you. Yeah. But it's just like, like uh, very much like what you're saying, like you're setting the intentions. It's like you're setting up muscle memory of your brain to reprogram, like, let's, let's approach this differently. Yes. And our bodies, our bodies respond to that. Our, our mind might not but our body will, <laughs> it'll respond to that. Mm -hmm. Yeah. And you also talk about, you won't recognize your genius aspect if you've been conditioned to believe that you should accept your lot in life. Think small and not aim too high in order to avoid disappointment. Do you find in your profession, it is more common in like small towns and smaller communities to accept what is in front of you and to think small and to settle. Maybe that's too harsh of a word. Um, or is this more universal? 
let's see. I I don't think it's a geographic thing. I think it's a perception thing. So what I mean by that is um, in small towns, we develop the limiting beliefs that, you know, well, we're not like those big city folk. We're, you know, <laughs> you know, whatever, whatever, you know, we were taught. Um, uh, so that becomes a belief system now. So we hold ourselves back. And you can tell that this is true because there's the people that have grown up in a small town and, you know, they graduate from high school maybe or, or at whatever point and they're out of there. And they're creating, you know, whatever big dream that they have. So um, it, I think it's just a personal, it's a perception thing. So even if you're in a big city, um, it can actually be the opposite. I can become invisible here. Nobody sees me. So you can hide even amongst, you know, crowds of people and yeah. hold yourself back that way. Wow. I never even thought about about that in, in larger cities, you know, but you're right. You're, you could be more perceived as just a number and fit in or don't fit in. Like, yeah. And mm -hmm. in, in a way it's an obstacle, like for some, like in some little small towns and they have a thriving life and they're very, very happy. I am not condemning anyone in a small town. Yeah. I'm just curious about the perception. Um, and, and what about when it comes to learning, and identifying when we create our own obstacles um like do you feel like as humans we create um obstacles as a form of self-sabotage yes <laughs> or we create the apps of uh, the obstacles and uh and only we do that we do i do it for myself i create the obstacle and then the self-sabotage is a result of, uh, is an action that I continue to do so that I don't have to fully show up. Mm. So I don't have to put myself out there. So I don't have to take the steps to follow my dreams. Yeah. Um, because I'm in a, in a place that feels comfortable. Even if I'm uncomfortable, I know what to expect. And none of us like change, even though we say that we do, we, we really don't like change and we don't like to we don't like the unknown so even when we know okay this dream is going to serve me really really well i'm excited about it but you know i'm gonna go hit that bag of chips and have a shot of tequila <laughs> and tomorrow's a new day <laughs> right <laughs> um not speaking from experience <clears throat> there <laughs> Or maybe, um, <laughs> uh, so then the the self sabotage is what keeps us there. There's a there's a price. There we get a payoff for for creating that self sabotage to stay um, hide behind that obstacle. And what's the payoff? You know, kind of like what I just said. We don't have to show up. I don't have to put myself out there. I don't have to be vulnerable. Right. Um, so when we actually start, when we start to recognize then, okay, this is a pattern of behavior that is not serving me. So I need to look at, you know, I start backwards then. I look at my self-sabotage behavior or my self-talk and I start working with that. 
and I don't try to fix anything because none of us are broken. Um, so I'm not fixing something. It's just a piece of me. It's been a pattern of behavior or a belief that served me again. It's had served me at one time, but I'm ready to, you know, put that in the back seat. My heart is going to be the driver and we're going a new direction. Yeah. I love when you just said none of us are broken because how many times have some of us felt broken? Like, uh, I've felt broken. So I know I'm not Mm -hmm. alone on that. So for you to say that is so enlightening. And it's so true. It's true. And so when we're told, or even... I come from a broken family. No, you don't. Right. You still have a family. You may live in two different households. That's right. all. Um, it's not a broken family. It could even be a healthier family. <laughs> yeah. yeah, a healthier um, dynamic because you do uh, have the two households. Mm-hmm. Yeah, it's a, which is all perception. But mm-hmm. um, I, I don't know what I was going to say around that. That's okay. But I think it's interesting because like how often has, and I run into people, they go to college, they think they're going to pursue something, their life doesn't go, next thing that they know they're in their 30s, then their 40s, then their 50s, and they feel broken because they didn't, you know, things didn't take off like they expected. But yet how many times are we hearing people finding new careers, businesses in their 50s, 60s, even their 70s? Like, so when you're like, you're, we're not broken. It's like, oh my gosh, that's so true. Mm -mm, mm -mm. We have all of those. Yes. And all of those are just blessings in disguise. Really? Right. You know, we're fine tuning. So you go to college and then you, you know, you go to do something else and it's like, oh yeah, that didn't work. That doesn't mean that's a bad thing. That just means you're fine-tuning more of what you want. So yeah. it's just, okay, I hit a roadblock. That's all it is. Mm-hmm. That's a roadblock. So then you turn around and let's choose a different path. Yeah. Mm-hmm. That's fantastic. And I want to kind of dive into affirmations. You had posted um, each morning affirm, I attract only peace in my life. When you do so, people will respond to you with smiles, acknowledgement, kind greetings all day. What what are your feelings about affirmations? So affirmations, um, I love affirmations, but again, the missing piece with affirmations is that you need to get into the feeling space of it. Oh. So it's not just the words. Yeah, um, you really want to feel those words. So if um, you know, if it's I feel at peace today. Well, you can't be at angst (laughs) and angry, pissed off at somebody and say, I feel at peace today. No, your body, it's not embodied in you. So that's probably not going to, you know, (laughs) peace probably isn't going to show itself. But when, even if you're angry, for example, and um, I'm feeling more and more at peace, can I feel that? Yeah, I can feel that. And what does it feel like to feel at peace? And can I feel peaceful in this moment as I just take a 
a breath in and feel that peace in my body. Yeah, I'm at peace today. And then you can go on to picture, you know, how, how you want things to play out or hope things to play out. So it's kind of like and that's how affirmations can work. I love this because that's insightful. It's almost taking affirmations and combining them with setting intentions. Mm-hmm. Yes. Wow. And it, it's the whole ball of wax. So um, affirmations with intentions with that with the emotion emotion and I think that's why it's so important to learn to feel emotions so um, so maybe an affirmation might be uh, I mean I'm joyful and I how can I know how far that scope of joy is if I don't know how on the opposite end of the spectrum how deep grief is for example so I was not serving myself I'll use myself as an example I was not serving myself all those years that I would bury those emotions that I thought were too hard and when I allowed myself to and this has happened you know in different segments over the years to um, you know have I felt joy before this year absolutely but um, do I have the potential to feel even greater joy? Absolutely, by being willing to have really dug into my grief. Uh, so it all it it all connects. And then with immer- with uh, affirmations, another piece that's important is uh, think from the end and keep it positive. So what I mean by think from the end is as if it's already happened. So not. I want more joy. I am joy. So it's not something I'm wanting because the law of attraction is going to just put you in a place of wanting. Mm -hmm. Like, no, I am. I am am joyful. And not, I don't want to be sad. Mm -mm. I am joyful. So you want the positive spin on it and in the present tense. Right. So affirmations with that sense, put the feeling and the emotion behind it. Yeah. Yeah. You've got a recipe for success there with your affirmations. Wow. So there's so much more to it than uh, a lot of people probably realize. But when you you take what you just explained, how powerful is that? Like, that's beautiful. Mm -hmm. And the universe... You, ha- you state, the universe, all creating spirit, responds to acts of kindness with a response. How may I be kind to you? You know, it's kind of like what we were just discussing. Like, you're setting that intention. You're pulling in the affirmation. You're putting in the, the energy and the vibration. Um, you know, I I think when, when you know, this statement of acts of kindness with a response of how may I be kind to you, I think you are living proof that the universe has been kind to you with the success that has been brought to you by following your your intuition. We are going to take a quick break, and when we come back, we'll have more from our guest, Deanna. She shares with us how we all experience limiting beliefs and how we can take steps to overcome them. 
If your current messaging is inconsistent and lacks cohesiveness, then your customers will scroll past instead of click and look more into what you have to offer. With a branding photo session with Girl Boss Photography, you can tell a story through images. Utilizing those images in your marketing and content strategy will enhance your appearance and help build a connection to your existing and potential clients. Girl Boss Photography loves working with small and medium-sized businesses to help them build a strong visual brand. By partnering with creative entrepreneurs, listening to their goals, Girl Boss Photography curates a branding session that will tell the story of who you are, what you do, and how you are there to help your clients. If you're wanting to grow your business, improve your online presence, contact Girl Boss Photography to find out more about your options for their branding packages. You can send a message on Instagram at girl.boss.photography today. Welcome back to Journey to the Rise. We continue our conversation with Deanna. We talk about how a connection to nature. Welcome back to Journey to the Rise. We continue our conversation with Deanna and she gets into how a connection to nature can help us find internal healing and lead us to growth. And we live in a benevolent universe, a loving, kind, benevolent universe. And I know that's a hard concept to um, embrace when you look at world events and and whatnot. But a lot of that is humanness. Mm-hmm. So the universe is does want you know, <laughs> is going to support us in the positive things, the yeah. bringing the kindness. We just have to be open, open and trust that we are deserving of it, that we don't get in our own way, right. which of course goes back to obstacles and, you know, yeah, yeah. <laughs> it's all, it's all intertwined. Yeah. And trusting ourselves that we will be okay. Oh, big time. Yes. Because we will be. There's always, always, always something or somebody that shows up at the most magical time. Always. Yeah. And that can get into, you know, some deeper conversation that we won't do now. But, um, uh, you know, because that's, I realize how that sounds when there's all kinds of topics that can be brought up around it. But, um Anyway, we'll leave it at that. Right. But how powerful once you trust yourself and the universe, once again, the universe will provide, right? And Mm -hmm. I think it goes into my next thing I would like to talk to you. Allow yourself to receive what is already yours. It's here. Just allow and know that you are worthy and deserving of your wildest dreams. What do you feel with your expertise holds us back? from believing that we're not worthy, believing that we're not deserving and keeping us from living the life we really, really want. The stories we tell ourselves, you know? Yeah. Which ties in with, again, the limiting beliefs. Like, Mm -hmm. oh yeah, Mm -hmm. I'm not good enough. I don't deserve, Um, you know, the, and everybody has those thoughts at any given time that's just a part of being human uh so then it's just a matter of recognizing them but is everything right here you know we are not having martians 
come and drop off, you know, all kinds of things. We, everything that is created on this planet is of this planet, of the, the masterminds, the people, the, um, you know, that discover how something works or how to make something or whatever. It's all here. Mm-hmm. So then, again, it lines up with the law of attraction um, or frequency and vibration. If everything is energy, and it is, that's science now, um, or proven. So everything is a vibration. So say I want, I'm vibrating, I'm feeling kind of gunky, so I'm going to say I'm vibrating at this level. It's not good or bad, it's not, you know, right or wrong. I'm just vibrating at this radio station, mm-hmm. you know, frequency of 99.9. What I want is over here, and I want, you know, you can pick whatever it is that you want, but that's vibrating, you know, it's something that I really want, It's it sounds super duper fun, my life is going to be better because I have it, um, you know, whatever, but that's at a radio station of uh, 102.7. It is mm-hmm. impossible for me to get that tune in that radio station at 102.7 when I my dial is at 99.9. So um, I, we need to come into vibration. So it's all, that's what I mean by it's already here. So it doesn't mean that that thing that I want isn't here. It's just I, I'm not tuned up to it. As soon yeah. as I bring my vibration at the level of that vibration, which, also, which means I believe, I trust, I, I, I'm not getting in my own way. There's no resistance. Is it going to show up? It's going to show up. That's fantastic. Mm-hmm. And then it's it's almost like we bring it into an alignment for ourselves. Exactly. So when that's why it's so important I think to you know have if it's a daily practice or um you know whatever it is for you getting outside in nature paying attention to your breath getting in alignment with source energy. Because source energy never changes. It doesn't, like, okay, I'm going to come down to you. <laughs> source energy is source energy. It's here. It's a given. Mm-hmm. We mm-hmm. have to line up with with source energy. Yeah. And that is, that's, there is no lack in that mm-hmm. space. Right, right. And you have a quote on your, your social media. It says, tune into your body's wisdom. Be curious. Trust that trust the nature is your guide now when i read this it was very intriguing it made me feel that if we took the time to be calm to connect with nature we could find the answers that we have on or we could find answers to questions that we have unanswered what resonates to you when it comes to this quote I, I love how you just um, stated that, so thank you. Um, when, with that quote, so I believe we have our inner nature and we have our, the outer nature, um, you know, the natural world, and they're connected. So truly, and there's an uh, electromagnetic field, uh, you know, the minerals that are in our bodies 
are minerals that are in the earth. So there is a, again, that's a science thing. There's a magnetic yeah. field when we're outside in nature, or especially if you're barefoot in nature, um, but just getting outside in, in nature, you're connecting on a different level than just, you know, what our little brain is, is telling us. Right. And you can, like, it, if, it's, if it's spring and you're seeing new buds on a, on a tree or, you know, flowers, you know, starting to open, open up, you can tune in and, oh, what is springing in my life? What is opening up? What's, where am I ready for new growth? You know, you're going to get some kind of thought or some kind of answer, um, you know, like you said, to help to help guide you. Uh, even in things that we might deem, um, well, I'm going to say dead. So you see a dead tree. A lot of people would walk by it and say, why doesn't somebody take care of that dead tree? Or not give it any attention at all. Um, when, gosh, spend time with that dead tree. <laughs> Yeah, it's not dead. Right. <laughs> it provides a home for insects, and which provides you know food for birds. And as it decays into the ground, it's providing nourishment, you know, for that soil to provide new growth. So, what areas in me do I label as dead, and that I just don't even pay attention to? Right. Well, what can I look at? that oh yeah that's that's not gonna happen well maybe it's just needs a place you know to get nurtured <laughs> mm -hmm. there's life there but it can it can just open up that inner you know conversation to possibilities yeah oh that's great and um you also have a statement about the movie avatar that regards instead of saying i love you say I see you and you're you have the whole thing the author is unknown and it's quite lengthy but it, it went into talking about the connection of our common vulnerability you know humanity to see our pain our strengths you know your light in others without judgment without blame accepting others exactly for who they are what are your thoughts on saying I see you versus I love you so, Lucretia, I'm going to use you as an example. I can look at you and I can say, I love you. And so with that is a feeling. There's an emotion there. And then I can look at you and I can say, I see you. Now, personally, it just took my heart and opened it even wider. Yeah. Because now it's not just um you know like i i love you it's i see all of you i embrace all of who you are and fully you know accept every part of who you are not just oh i love you so there's no conditions to the love it just is i i see you i see you and it just feels so much broader and wider yeah I think when you say that to someone, it feels like you just said, it feels so different. Because mm. how often do we feel unseen? How often do we feel like 
we're up against the wall or in a corner and we don't feel heard we don't feel seen so those three words just pack such a level of power in it and empowerment and kindness and love that i love you can't can't even touch yeah yeah and that you don't have to do anything but just show up as you yeah 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 just be you you're accepted yeah and deserving yeah you are enough <laughs> you are enough yes you are enough and and i see you and i hear you yeah <laughs> yeah it makes a difference and i think at any given time it's quite likely to not feel enough um you know and there's relationships you know um romantic or otherwise maybe it's a career maybe you know it's the deservingness of money you know i think um how often do we find ourselves like i want to make more money but i don't deserve it yes you do <laughs> you know like <laughs> um and you you talk Hell about yeah. right absolutely there the universe is abundant and it will provide um and you've mentioned Abraham Hicks quite a bit on your Facebook page. You talked about it several times. Um, for those who are not familiar with Abraham Hicks, could you share who this is and why you find the love of Abraham in the statement so inspiring? Sure. So Abraham is a group of non-physical beings uh, that just have universal wisdom. Or um, I'll just leave it at that. And Esther Hicks is a real-life walking two-legged person on this planet. <laughs> she, she connects with Abraham and how she receives the information is it's like in blocks of thought. And then she translates that conceptual um, block of thought uh, through you know, cho her choices of words to express these teachings. And I've been, <laughs> um, I don't know how many years, 20, probably more than that, that I um, have listened to Abraham. And if you talk to Esther Hicks, she'll say, anybody, anybody <laughs> can, um, you know, receive, you know, universal truths or whatever, or talk yeah. to Abraham. Uh, she just happens to be a really funny lady and uh, is very good at it. She's very good at getting herself out of the way and presenting these thoughts um, and universal truths. And for me, it, it goes beyond the words. So it's like, this feels true to me. And it has helped me so much, so much, so much over the years of... Um, you know, maybe that space of not being enough. And it's like, okay, I just have to recalibrate. I am enough. I am enough. I just have to recalibrate. So, my, you know, things are kittywampus. I have to recalibrate, get back in, in alignment. If you're alive on this planet, you're enough. You deserve, period, end of story. Um, and Abraham teachings, you can... Uh, you know, go to YouTube and, and just in search Abraham Hicks and put in whatever topic you want. So Abraham Hicks, not good enough. And it will be like they are speaking right to you. The teachings are so, so good. 
Yeah. And you either resonate with it or not. I'm not saying you right. know, that that's for everybody, but it can be a really helpful tool for people. And they're in bite-sized segments that are maybe 15 minutes long. Uh, and it might be just the shot in the arm that you know somebody needs to, to move forward in their day. Right. They're really easy to listen to. And I, I've appreciated when she does her live ones, when she's interacting with the audience and she just calls it out and they'll be like, but, uh, uh, oh, wait a minute. Like you could feel that, that, you know, it's like they're trying to get out of their own way and she just calls it out and then they have this aha moment. And I'm like, oh, that's so good. Yes. Yes. I love that. And I love, I love seeing, you know, seeing that light bulb turn on for people. And in myself, like, dang, yeah, that's good. That's good. <laughs> and you're right. She's very humble on saying we all have that ability to connect. You know, she doesn't mm -hmm. put herself on a pedestal. She makes it very realistic. Like, no, you can, you can do this too. I believe in you. <laughs> mm hmm. Yeah. I love that about her, about Esther mm -hmm. Hicks. The person, yeah. yeah, very, very. I've only followed on YouTube, but the little bit that I know from that, you know, online aesthetic, uh, it comes across as very humble and down to earth. Yes, yes. And something um, I think a lot of people get hung up on, and I, I, you have a post that I want to share, but I want to talk about people pleasing. And you, you talk about when we base our actions trying to please other people, it cannot ever be sustainable. You will eventually disappoint. Choose your actions being true to yourself with love, compassion, gratitude, and grace. You will never be perfect, yet you are truly perfectly imperfect. And that, my friend, is a beautiful thing. And you have this little poem, shall we say, that said, my mom said something. You can lie down for people to walk on you and they will still complain that you are not flat enough. Live your life. Mm -hmm. Amen. So I am a recovering, I will not say recovered people pleaser. And I am continually working with it. And it's, it's <laughs> especially this past year, really been proven to me you cannot. It is impossible to please people yeah. at any given time. Mm -hmm. uh, and what you're doing, the risk is that you're giving up your authenticity. So I will choose to do something or to say something to make sure somebody else feels good at the risk of me feeling bad. Right. Really? Oh. Like, why... That doesn't even make sense. Why do we do that? And yeah. that person that we just did that for, it's a fleeting moment. It's not even, it doesn't even matter to them. It might seem like it does in that moment, but no, it doesn't even matter. Mm -hmm. And it will be guaranteed that you continue to do that. At some point, you're going to disappoint. So what we lose is our authenticity. And uh, so something that I'm working with with myself right now is, am I willing to not be authentic? Am I willing to not be true to myself? Oh, no. that's good. And then if I'm true to myself, if it's a specific person, they're going to find somebody else that's going to try to please. 
face them or whatever. Yeah. So, so no sweat. So it's off my shoulders. Um, or uh, can you imagine if we live in a world where we're all true to ourselves? If you're all authentic, if we are all authentic. You're mm-hmm. true to yourself. You, you're not afraid to bring out your personal gifts and show up fully as you are because we're not all interested in the same things. So if we're not trying to please somebody, what more can you be? Yeah. So Mm -hmm. rise up. Don't. Yes. (laughs) Yeah, because you cannot get flat enough. (laughs) That's a fact. That's an absolute fact. And it ends up being stressful. And in regards of being stressful, you know, and stressed out, you know, life is going to throw us to curveballs, you know, and like, and, and you talk about when we are finding ourselves needing to shift out of an anxiety or panic attack and anyone who's experienced a panic attack, it is terrifying and it is a miserable experience and it takes a lot of self-control to pull yourself out of um, a panic attack and the stress of life what kind of tips do you have that you can share to help us feel more centered and peaceful, especially in those, those moments of uncertainty in, in the, in the panic attack spectrum, uh, it goes beyond what, what we can, you know, talk about here right now, but, um, you can retrain the brain for like almost anticipating um, you know, the sensations prior to a panic attack happening and maybe situations and then work with yourself over the course of time so that they get less and less and you can curb them. But, uh, so stressful situations and um, even, you know, on the, on the lower end of a, of a panic attack, breath, number one, breath. So, and, and we can even do the, that, uh, I can give a couple of examples if you'd like yeah. right now. Yeah. Okay. Great. So, uh, uh, a couple of things. The first breath, we're going to inhale through our nose. And then when you're at the top of that inhale, you're going to take one more sip of air in through your nose. And then you're going to do an audible exhale through your mouth. <clears throat> and by audible exhale, I mean, Ah, it's a big ah. And when you do that, you're engaging the heart chakra. It immediately calms, calms you down. So that you and I are not um, ahing over the top of each other. I'm not going to do an audible sound. And I'll just guide the breath. And we'll do, uh, we'll do three, three of those, those breaths. Um, so you're, you're going to inhale through your nose, take another sip, and then exhale audibly. <sighs> nice. Do it again. Inhale. Another sip. And exhale. <sighs> Very good. One more time. Inhale. Sip and exhale. Ah. 
And how does that feel? That felt great. Can you sense I, a difference? I could sense a difference. I could also feel like my exhale was uh, shortened. So like this, I was thinking like, ooh, I need to practice this, like to make this a deeper breathing exercise because it was not as elongated. But you're right when you, you are verbal, I could feel that. That was a big surprise mm. for me. It is. It's a natural, ah, it totally opens up that heart. Uh, so that in itself is a, is a huge plus. And you brought up a good point. So many of us breathe um, through the chest or shallow. And if you put one hand on your heart or on your chest and one hand on your uh, abdomen, like around your belly button, or just below your belly button and then inhale and see what rises first does your the hand over your belly rise first or does your chest rise first my belly for me okay so that's good so you're and that's what we want you okay. want to bring that <laughs> breath from the belly deep from the belly and then so your belly comes out and then the chest comes out and then it it reverses so that's really good and being conscious of of that deep breath so just bringing the awareness to the breath alone is very calming and soothing in a stressful situation especially if you're in a situation where you don't want people to know what you're doing <laughs> so it doesn't necessarily have to be audible but maybe you're just gonna put your you know your hand on your belly or something um, there's also neurovascular points that you can um, do so like with your right hand you can you know make an L and you're gonna put your fingers under your armpit and and the thumb is just resting your elbow with rest down and then the other hand comes over onto your right elbow oh, okay and you're just resting there and you can sit in a meeting like this you can sit mm -hmm. at a kitchen table like this and it's um, it can look like you're blocking off. You might want to go to the bathroom and, you know, you know, with body language. <laughs> but, but you're going to immediately calm your system down. You're calming down um, that, that fight or flight uh, hormone that's running through. Something else, another breathing technique would be the 478. And I think this is Dr. Weil, um, his technique. Um, and four, seven, eight, meaning you inhale for the count of four, you hold for the count of seven, and you exhale for the count of eight. And that exhale on, or having a longer exhale than inhale, again, in, um, instigates that parasympathetic uh, nervous response, which is more peace. Parasympathetic being peace, Mm -hmm. um, the sympathetic nervous system stress so okay. the parasympathetic piece yeah. so um, I might count and, and it might not be to your breathing capacity so I'll just count it through as an example and then people can do it on their own but I'm going to inhale for four I'm holding for seven Exhaling for eight. 
and then I'll repeat it. And if you can yeah. repeat it like four times, that's a really oh, that's good one. Great. That um, really makes you yeah. slow down. That, that really forces you. It sounds intimidating, but like watching you do that, I'm like, okay, so this is possible. But it really forces you to kind of help de-stress, help the panic because mm -hmm. you're slowing yourself down so much and again being intentional with that moment in our brain even though we think that we are you know thinking multiple thoughts at the same time we really can't we can think one thought at a time so when you're counting in your head and i do that that breathing technique often and i literally use my fingers i so i might you know you know press them like onto my mm -hmm. thigh or something um <clears throat> So my brain is being occupied, so I can't think of whatever is in front of me that's scaring the bejeebies out of me. Right. <clears throat> so that's part of the reason that, that that technique is so helpful in a mm -hmm. stressful situation. And you can do it, and people don't need to know what you're doing. Right. And when you did the, the right hand under the armpit and the left hand on the elbow, is that right? I think I got it wrong. Um, listen yep. to her, not me. Um, <laughs> I've seen people do that at airports. Mm-hmm. <laughs> now I that just you know it, you'll probably see all right. kinds of people. Yeah, and I just thought, oh, they're just sitting there comfortable. That's comfortable to them. But there was they were trying to probably calm themselves from the flight ahead or something. And it could even be a subconscious thing. If you watch children... This is so fascinating to me. If you watch children, they naturally do certain things mm -hmm. <clears throat> and it's all about calming themselves down. They don't consciously know what they're doing. Uh, you know, even a little baby. So you see a baby, you know, even like say before they can crawl. So say my hand is the, is the floor and this is mm -hmm. baby. Yeah. And see if you can picture this. So this is where their little head is and then they stick their little bottom up in the air. Mm-hmm and they have their head on the floor. That's a, a technique that we can all do <laughs> that will calm you down. Uh, is just getting on all fours, your butt is up in the air, put your head on the ground, your hands yeah. just resting on your sides behind you. And it's sending a message <laughs> through your electrical system, your nervous system, I am calm, I am safe. And something else children will do is, um, and, it, and I, I love this. They will, you know, they can make themselves into little pretzels. And I don't know if I can show you directly here. I'll try to verbally talk it. But if you put your hands straight out, straight out in front of you, mm -hmm. and then put the backs of your hands together. Yeah. And then you're going to bring one hand up over the top of the other so that your palms meet. So you're, you mm -hmm. should be crossed at the wrist. Mm-hmm and you're interlocking your fingers. Now drop those fingers, your hands down, you're bending mm -hmm. at your elbow and you're pulling them towards your chest and pulling it up in front of you. This is a huge one. You can do this sitting, standing, and on both sides. Both sides meaning your right hand goes up and over and your left hand goes up and over. And yeah. when you're in this position, hold it for like three breaths. But watch little kids, they, they do this naturally so we can have you know children be be our guides 
There's so and many you can things. Do that, there right. are so many and you things, can, Lucretia. You can do that anywhere. It looks like you're just stretching. You know, it's not like you're, yeah. you know, doing something boisterous to draw attention. You could, that's very subtle to do. Very um, subtle. That's great. Those are fantastic suggestions. And you're right. It, nobody needs to know it and nobody cares. It's kind of like being on the dance nobody floor. Nobody cares. It's like, right. you know, when I hear someone like, oh, I can't go on the dance floor, people are, no one is watching you. They are so, if they are, they are self-conscious about their own dance moves or they're watching someone who can, <laughs> you know, they are admiring on the dance floor going, I wish I could dance like them. Like, they're not like, oh, yeah. you really suck today. And if they do, right. forget them. No. They're not worth your time. <laughs> no, exactly. <laughs> and if someone were to go to your social media, um, you post a lot of uplifting, happy, positive vibes. And I appreciate that energy, but we're all still human, right? Like, and it's hard to sustain that level of energy every single day. And so I would like to go into this statement that you had shared. People will ask me if I am always happy or have always have such a positive outlook. And the answer is no. And this poem resonates with, resonates with me as an answer because it feels true to me. Joy seeps in. Over time, I have been able to hold it for more than a few fleeting seconds. And on those days, whereas only for a few seconds, I relish in it and honor, in it, honor it with gratitude. If the law of attraction is real, and I believe that it is, just like gravity, then those few precious moments attract a few precious more and so on and so on. And you have this beautiful poem about like, some days I feel like crying for no reason. Some days feel harder to breathe than other days. Some days small tasks feel like an exhausting task. It's important to share these feelings so that we learn that we are not alone. Truth is sometimes I'm a beautiful wreck, yet most days I'm a warrior and that's okay. I love yes. that you talked about this because we are a beautiful wreck and sometimes we do feel like a warrior, it, but the reality is it is okay to not be okay. And not only is it okay, it's a necessity. Mm -hmm. It's a necessity to, um, to know that it's okay to not be yeah. okay. Yeah. Uh, to not beat ourselves up about why don't I feel good? Um, and, and it can happen for, you know, when I think back, you know, many years ago, I went through an, a, a, a segment of depression that at lasted X number of years. And I eventually, you know, doing more and more, you know, techniques and, you know, self-care and yada, yada, I... At one point, and it was a teacher that I had, Chris Crinky. I remember taking a class from her, and she said, uh, give yourself 48 hours. You have 48 hours to have a pity party. 48 hours to piss and moan and stomp your feet, scream and yell, do whatever it is that you have to, have to do. 48 hours, pick yourself up, and you move on. I took that to heart, and it's a, it's a principle that I incorporate a lot but it didn't take me very long, 48 hours to, I'm not wasting two days of my life, 24 hours. You get 24 hours to 24 minutes. You get 24 minutes, girl. <laughs> yeah. And it depends on the situation because, you know, because there's some big life events and there's some smaller ones. But um, on the days that we're not feeling okay, give yourself permission to not be okay. 
Right. Just don't stay there. I think mm-hmm. that's the difference. Don't stay there. And don't smuck it up against somebody else. Right. You know. Right. <laughs> yeah. You do your thing while you do need to do your thing. Right. And then then get yourself in alignment and then put yourself in front of people or a partner or your family or friends or, or whatever. Mm-hmm. Don't rub that gunkiness off. Right. Don't bring But don't don't beat down. yourself up. Right. Don't bring like, don't, don't bring, bring other people down. Yeah. And and I appreciate that because I I do agree. Like we should be open and accepting to visit that pity party, but we should not live there. Yes. We need yes. to pack up and it's move a visitor. On. Right. Yes. Yeah. But I do appreciate that you talk about it because it is very uplifting. And for you to be vulnerable and authentic and real, I think that speaks volumes of who you are as a person and your character because you are willing to say, no, like, I have rough days too. Like, <laughs> mm-hmm. and we have to talk about these because so often, especially in a social media world, it is um, so, like, I, I, I hear so many times, oh, well, they're doing great. Are they? Or is that the illusion yeah. they want you to have? Like, if you see someone out there who looks like they're doing great, I would still check in on them to see if they're behind the scenes okay. Oh, that's so true. And gosh, Lucretia, thank you for for even saying that. So even though some, you know, other people, it might look like things are going okay, still check in on them. That's what a gift right there that you just said. Gosh, we really, yeah, thanks we for really that don't reminder. Know. Absolutely, because we really don't know, and they may be trying to say positive things to pull themselves out of out of their own darkness, or they don't, or they're mm-hmm. scared to be vulnerable and honest because oh, what are they gonna think? Who cares what who whoever that they is? Stop worrying about right. what. <laughs> start doing what's right for you, but it's really hard when you are in a dark place, depressed, frustrated, scared, angry to reach out to your friend and be like, oh, well, let me know. That's hard. Mm-hmm. So whenever mm-hmm. I see someone who's too uppity, I will say, I just want to check in on you. I just want to make sure that you mm. authentically are being okay. And sometimes we're like, yeah, yeah. I'm actually really doing great. And other times we're like, no. <laughs> it's been a yes, rough that's week. Such that's turned awareness. into three months. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Yeah, and I think it's important to, um, you know, to have the courage to be vulnerable if we can, you know, really support one another in that, you know, getting back to, you know, you're not broken, there's nothing wrong, things are crappy right now, but you're going to get through it. And you don't have to go through it alone. I don't know what I can do to help. I might not be able to do anything physically to be able to help, but I can send you good thoughts. I can, I can send you some love. I can see the wholeness of who you are. Um, I, and to not be, like you said, not be afraid to have those conversations. Mm-hmm. Just because we have a bad day, it doesn't mean our entire life is bad. It can feel like it in the moment. <laughs> but... Um, but you know we might need the encouragement to you know lift one another up and support one another and not trying to keep up with right you know what we think somebody you know 
Mm-hmm. Yeah, their life is all good. Well, right. You don't know that. We need to give flowers while we are here. And if oh. if there's someone who is is struggling, and maybe it's a friend in another state, or you physically can't get there, send them a Venmo of ten dollars for coffee. You know, there's a friend of mine. She struggles every April. And my heart goes out to her because she was close to her mom and it's been many years and she still grieves. Her mom's favorite was French French silk pie. So every year I call up the bakery and they're in a routine now because I do it every year. And I call my friend. I said, here's the address. I need you to go there by five. Like oh, we don't have I to. love that. And, and it's just something simple. Like we don't have to do something grandiose. You know, especially if you're not close to someone, it could be the simplest little thing. Here's $10. Go get a coffee. Yes. Oh, I love that. I'm going to, I'm going to, I'm going to use that. Thank yeah, you. <laughs> please do. Yes. Because how often have we been at a funeral and it's filled with plants and flowers? It's like, why didn't we celebrate them while they were here? Why didn't we reach mm-hmm. out? And a text can literally be checking in on you. And if three days go by, then you pick up the phone and say, no, I am now concerned. Mm -hmm. It can be something so, it doesn't have to be a big, grandiose, you know, showy effort. And it doesn't have to be a post on social media. (laughs) Right. (laughs) Just being there for people. And it sounds like what you've been doing and, and what you do and the skills that you have, you offer so much. I, and I'm certain that you are aware of the lives that you have changed. But I promise you from the people who have come and experienced you and your energy and your kindness and the knowledge that you have worked so hard to obtain and share with others, you are changing lives. And I'm so grateful for you that you recognize the the gift that you were given as a young girl in a small town in rural Wisconsin and recognize I can do more when my heart feels full in Arizona. And so I just want to make sure that you, you are aware of the gift that you have shared and I'm so grateful. Oh, I'm very humbled by, by you sharing that and that really touches my heart. Oh, thank you. Yeah. And what kind of workshops do you offer there at your your um, space? So I've done different workshops over the years. And um, in Sedona, I've done uh, retreats. So mindfulness, yoga, um, meditation retreats. And they have looked differently. I've done them with my friend Chris Krinky. I've done them with my sister Val, Valerie Radicke. And uh, so we get out in nature. Uh, and it, if you haven't been to Sedona, Arizona, it is unlike any other place on the planet uh, with these gorgeous red rocks. And uh, it's, a, it's a vortex energy here, which means anything uh, you're that's facing is going to be amplified. And wow. energy is energy. It doesn't matter if, it's, if we name it bad or good. There just isn't. It's going to be in your face. So you're going to have the opportunity <laughs> to um, face it. And and it switches on a dime. So it's a, a wow. place where a lot of times instant manifestations can happen. Um, 
and the retreats that I really have enjoyed doing are um, they've been with women and uh, really getting in touch with self-care. We just don't take the time and remember the importance of self-care. So involving, you know, just time and space for that self-care, opportunities to connect in nature, um, some juicy conversations, uh, because we're all teachers. We are all teachers. Um, uh, like you know something that I learn from, and I might know something that you learn from, and so on and so forth. So when you get a group of of amazing souls together, it's just everybody benefits. And uh, my sister teaches one type of yoga. Uh, I do a different type of yoga that opens up the meridian channels. And so we do some exercises that are going to embody your experience so that your body will remember when you go home and your brain forgets. So uh, the next retreat is coming up um, in October. We have space for one more, and that's under spiritofsedonaretreat.com. Wow. What a fantastic, and I've heard uh, that about Sedona. Like, it's just gorgeous. I have not been, but, you know, of course, social media, you know, Instagram, when I've seen photos and, you know, different people who've traveled there have said it's just mystical. It, it is, it is mystical. It's mystical. It's magical. Um, oh, you have to experience it. Yeah. Yeah. Let me know when you're coming out. I will. <laughs> I'm definitely going to be coming out there. As, as we've been talking, I'm like, why have I not signed up for something yet? <laughs> How do I make this into reality? So yes, I will definitely, definitely be out there. I can definitely use some uh, manifestation myself or the things that I I refuse to stop denying myself anymore you know what I mean like it's it's time to embrace what the universe has for all of us Ooh, yes <laughs> yes also if you are listening and you're stuck you're wanting to manifest something you're wanting something different for your life this woman is going to change and alter your life in so many incredible beautiful ways and I really, truly encourage every single person listening to reach out and see how she can change and enhance the life and get out there and just live the life you deserve to live. Find what brings you joy. Go seek it. If it's in your heart, it's meant to be. You're supposed to be doing it. And so uh -huh. if there is someone who wants to work with you, attend your workshops, you know, they know you're in Sedona, but how, how can they find you? How can we get people connected so that they can live the life that they desire to be living? Well, thank you for that. Uh, I'm on social media and I don't post a lot, but uh, when my heart tells me to, so Deanna Zerwanka Lamont on Facebook and DZ Lamont on Instagram, DCZ Lamont. And uh, you can also go to my webpage, DeannaLamont.com, and you can con contact me directly through that. Uh, and then I am always in growth mode, right? And that's what I love about Lucretia, your podcast, Journey to the Rise, because I'm, you know, not even halfway up that mountaintop. And so on my next venture, um, I'll be posting more on. 
um, having some YouTube shorts, and I really, really, really want to share. So all kinds of tips, tools, and t techniques, and uh, those will be shared on, on YouTube, which is Deanna Lamont. Excellent. And I will make sure all those links are posted in the show notes. It has been, I knew this would be incredible. This was beyond my, like what I could imagine. What a special time to spend with you. I am so grateful. Thank you so much. I thank you. Thank you. Thank you. Thank you. Yes. And, and I can't This has been a blast. It has been so much fun. <laughs> it has been incredible. And what a beautifully enlightening conversation. Like this is and seriously, if you if you're listening and you're feeling stuck, if you're feeling discouraged, this is your girl. Go find her. I would love yeah, to work together. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Cool. Thank you so Yay. much, Lucretia. Oh, thank you so much. I sincerely appreciate you being here. Mm -hmm. And I appreciate everybody that listens so yes. much. That's it with Deanna. There will be a bonus episode following this two-part series. She graciously gave me a mini energy healing session. This really showcases her incredible skill and demonstrates how talented this woman is in her realm of expertise. Next week, well, you asked for it, and I listened, as we talk with Courtney Shand. For those who are new here, we spoke to Courtney in the beginning of Season 1. I have received an abundant of requests for her to make another appearance, and she has kindly obliged. Oh, yeah. Yeah, that's the really funny thing is I work in both domains, the relationship piece and the nutrition piece, and then when I'm working with either well, mostly with my nutrition clients, I definitely have this kind of middle ground of your relationships as you're changing your nutrition, just because, again, I don't want them to fall back into those patterns because they don't have those skills developed. Um, but what I tend to find is when we feel good, we do better. Hey, thanks so much for listening to Journey to the Rise. I really do appreciate you having you here. I hope that you will follow us on your podcast app so you have the latest episode downloaded. Please give us a follow on Instagram. You can find our account at, at Journey to the Rise Podcast. This episode is researched, produced, and edited by Girl Boss Productions. Our music was produced and written by Girl Boss Productions. And please remember to be kind to yourself. When you are kind to you, it is easier to be kind to others. I'm Lucretia, and you've been listening to Journey to the Rise.